1: This might be the most iconic jazz song ever written. This song is up there with Dave Brubeck's Take 5, right? I mean, what's more iconic? Like when I hear that song, I want to put on a robe, pour a glass of Grand Marnier and complain about President Eisenhower or whoever the fuck was president at the time of this recording. The song, it's A Girl from Ipanema by Stan Getz and Jejo Gilberto, featuring Antonio Carlos Jobim, off their 1964 album Getz Gilberto. It's also number 447 out of 500 on the Spotify original The 500 with Josh Adam Maez. What's up, Cadougals? Hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the album this week because you have tuned in to the only podcast that's going through Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums. Well, being that this is the first current intro I've recorded in the last few weeks because I was in New York, I went to a wedding, was there for the New York Comedy Festival. Hung out with Big J Okerson, Dan Soder, was on the bonfire a bunch, was on Legion of Skanks. I just had the time of my life. Also, I never got to say congratulations to my Washington Nationals. We are the World Series champions. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that incredible run. The people of the DMV are happy. And that's what I care about. I care about the area. So big ups to everybody that lives in Washington, D.C., Maryland, or Virginia. We are the best baseball team in the world at this moment, and that's fucking dope. But I went to Houston for the Come and Take It Festival. I want to big a huge thank you to Andrew Youngblood for bringing me out there for the goddamn Comedy Jam. The shows were great. Got to hang out with DeRosa. Christine and Rebecca from Skankfest were there, and we just had the time of our lives. On the last night that I was in Houston, Dave Chappelle dropped in with my buddy Mo Ammer, did an hour stand-up, and then he was a little intoxicated because he was at Astro World all day. He crept into the area that we played the goddamn comedy jam, and he saw the instruments, and I just saw it working in his head. He was, like, looking around, like, where's the band? And so I ran up, and I got the band together, and then me, Joel, Nick, Christo, and Dave Chappelle jammed for like an hour. It is one of the highlights of my life. I wish the band would have known all the songs he was calling out because he went deep and the band didn't know all of them. But man, when we were jamming, it was fantastic. So huge thank you to everybody that Come and Take It. And huge thank you to everybody doing the Instagram stories. I say it every week, but help us get the word out, y'all. Take a screenshot of how you're listening to The 500 and tag me at Josh Adam Myers and put a hashtag, The 500 podcast. Cool. You guys want to go into the little ishka-bibble that has written to me about this week's album? All right. Getz Gilberto was released by Verve Records in March of 1964 and produced by Creed Taylor and engineered by Phil Ramone. This is the superstar team-up of American saxophonist Stan Getz, who was famously known as The Sound, and Brazilian guitarist and singer Jajo Gilberto, who was like the Frank Sinatra of Brazil. It also features pianist Antonio Carlos Jobim, who arranged and wrote most of this album. The rest of the rhythm section was double bassist Sebastian Neto, Brazilian drummer Milton Banana. God, that's a good name. Banana? (laughs) What's up, buddy? I'm uh, Jimmy Asparagus. And then also Astrid Gilberto, who is João's wife, who was then an amateur vocalist that just came along for the experience but was even recruited to sing on two tracks. Now, bossa nova, which means new wave or new beat in Portuguese, is a style of Brazilian music which was created and popularized in the late 50s, early 60s. It was an update of Afro-Brazilian musical style and dance rhythm known as the samba mixed with traditional jazz bossa nova originated in the beach city of rio de janeiro brazil around 1957 in the mid to late 50s jazz suffered a loss of popularity when rock and roll appeared you think so jazz musicians were looking for the next big thing to bring back the excitement and the fans meanwhile in brazil Gilberto, who played a nylon string guitar with his fingers rather than a pick and sang in a soft, nasally style, came to typify the sultry and minimalist sound of the bossa nova. He and beloved pianist-songwriter Tom Jobim had already written, arranged, and played on the earliest recorded examples of bossa nova starting in 58. In 61... Tony Bennett and his bass player, Don Payne, took a trip to Rio, where they heard the samba and bossa nova music. Tony brought back some records and played them for his neighbor and friend, jazz saxophonist Stan Getz, who fell in love with them. He released two Brazilian-inspired records in 62, jazz samba and big band bossa nova. That's fun to say. Big band bossa nova. The bossa nova sound swept through the jazz scene so quickly that the actual bossa nova rhythm was often played incorrectly. In November of 62 at New York's Carnegie Hall, the first official North American concert of Brazilian bossa nova artists like Gilberto and Jobim, as well as Sergio Mendez, Roberto Menescal, and more were presented in an effort to bring the fresh new musical style to the heart of the jazz world. And a few months later, in March of 63, producer Creed Taylor assembled this album's musical lineup. The album only took about two days to record, despite there being some musical differences. Gilberto, who spoke no English, was frustrated by Getz's harder rhythmic approach to the bossa nova, and at one point turned to Jobim and said, "'Tell this gringo he's an idiot.'" Jobim translated it to, "'Stan, Joao is saying that his dream always was to record with you.'" and the crisis was averted. However, after it was completed, producer Creed Taylor was unsure of the record's commercial appeal and shelved it for a full year before releasing it in March of 64. Ironically, Bossa Nova had already fallen out of popularity in Brazil while it was catching on worldwide. And it definitely caught on because this record went to number one, spent 96 weeks on the charts, sold over two million copies all in 1964, and it received seven Grammy nominations in 65. A few of them were Record of the Year for Girl from Ipanema and Album of the Year. Yes, the same year that the Beatles won Best New Artist, they beat them for Record and Album of the Year. What the fuck? And just like the Beatles and other British invasion groups helped people process the loss of JFK, this album and the exotic Bossa Nova craze pacified their parents. It was also the first jazz album to win the Grammy for Album of the Year and remained the only one for 43 years. There also might have been some residual music static between Stan and Joao because when they did a live sequel to this record, they each got their own side instead of collaborating together. And it gets even heavier. Because shortly after this record, Astrid left her husband, Joao, for Getz, who was already married. This is like a Jerry Springer episode. However, success and time clearly removed any hard feelings because Stan Getz and Gilberto were back together again on their hit third album that was released over a decade later in 76. Stan Getz passed away in 1991, Tom Jobim in 94, and we just lost Joao Gilberto earlier this year in July of 2019. Astrid Gilberto retired in the 2000s after a decades-long career that accidentally started with this album. And my guest today is a true blue Brazilian, one of my closest friends, the one and only Jade Catapreta. An incredible stand-up comic and actor. You've seen her on Hulu's Future Man, MTV's Girl Code. And literally this Sunday, she was announced on the People's Choice Awards as the next host of The Soup on E! There is no one that would be better as the host of The Soup. She is perfect for it, and she was perfect for this episode. She grew up with this album. She's lived this record, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Rate, review and most importantly, subscribe to the 500 and listen free on Spotify or anywhere you get your pods. Follow me at Josh Adam Myers on all social media. Email the podcast at 500podcast at gmail.com. And for all things 500, go to our website, the 500podcast.com. Well, nothing left to say, but here we go. With number 447 out of 500. With Getz Gilberto by Getz and Gilberto. j j j j j j j j j ja actually you should be sang so this was like i feel like this was kismet because I asked you to do this album and you immediately said you had grown up with this record, and this is like a Brazilian staple. Tell me about that. Tell me about your experience.
0: Yeah. I feel like if you're a Brazilian person and you don't know these songs, it's like, are you a Brazilian person? Um, I mean, this is like one of the most popular songs of all time. I think it's the most recorded, the second most recorded t- song of all time. You're
1: 100 percent. Yeah.
0: Um, and Wikipedia told me that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but- but someone yeah, did some, some research yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, i have a phone snap. yeah uh, almost crashed driving and <laughs> yeah, trying yeah, to look you're for like, it oh, fuck! <laughs> I yeah. no but you know you grow up with this kind of music like it's not maybe girl from ipanema but like you know it you know it's one of those like it's ymca to the to the brazilian child you know it's really? that song that you kind of grow up hearing always and like all your you know uncles know how to play it on the guitar and it's that song and it's like some people may think it's elevator music, but for me, it's uh, don't freak out on people traffic music. This, yeah. I listen oh. to this kind of stuff, like Bossa Nova always
1: Ooh, Say Wait, say that again. Bossa Nova. Oh my God. I've been like, I say it so like white. Bossa I'm like, Nova. Bossa
0: Nova. <laughs> yeah. People Bossa are like Nova. Gil Gilberto. <laughs> I'm like Gil Gilberto. Um, oh
1: my God. So, yeah, this I feel album like I'm in the important. city of God right now. Are we in a favela? <laughs> Well, that's, that's like, <laughs> Oh, that's, my God. No. Here, please don't kidnap me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: Kelly Ripa the other day in an interview was like, my son lives in extreme poverty in, in Brooklyn. I'm like, you haven't been to Brazil. <laughs> The disparity between the classes is sad, but the people are vibrant and beautiful. Yeah, Carnival. I my, mean, yeah,
1: it's one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons when the Simpsons go down to Brazil and Homer gets I've kidnapped. You never seen and, it? Never seen no. It? Oh my god! All right, It's I'll, I'll,
0: two grown people talking about The Simpsons. <laughs> greatest show on a Saturday. History.
1: But so wait, so what does that mean? Does that mean that your parents were listening to this or like or like how?
0: Well, my dad was like really into rock. He was into this like um.
1: He's into like, Sepultura. No, he was the Brazilian. This Brazilian band. death metal band. I'm
0: going to say their n- name. Chaos, <laughs> AD, and, and, and,
1: and it's I used to love Sepultura. Sepultura was like, they were like Brazilian heavy metal, Brazilian thrash. I did not know them. And like, you, uh,
0: what? I don't know them.
1: Well, in my Jewish household, we we grew up with that. And if you didn't know Sepultura, then you just didn't know anything. I guess didn't I didn't know, know anything. Know I think yeah. I guess
0: my parents saved me from that. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, it's just that traditional music. I actually, I'd been to Rio a little bit as a kid, but I, I went back last year Yeah, and it all made sense, you know?
1: You were doing the documentary,
0: right? Yeah, You're... and I also, I got on Tinder in Rio and I went on one of the best dates ever. Really? Yeah, some stranger just picked me up in a motorcycle and then I was just like in the back of this guy's motorcycle in Rio, like seeing that's the God you, sculpture dude. and just like being like, oh my God, now, what is my life? Jake, that
1: is you because let's I, I, when we were in Montreal, you hooked up with Jean-Luc by a goddamn I fell in love in Montreal, <laughs> how probably... dare you? <laughs> you <laughs> Fell in love. Uh, yeah, I, I know I, I wanted to do Montreal
0: my entire career. Like, I wanted to like be a part of it and like do all the interviews. And then I get there and I meet a man. Literally, we're at a restaurant. I send him a glass of wine at the bar. Who and then, does that? Well, I miss guess every, was in the background. I yeah. miss all the interviews. I miss all the shoots. I'm just at his lake house, just falling in love, yeah. you know.
1: But that, but so this so this but this album I think has that kind of one well, I've never been to Brazil, but it yeah. has this it's a, it's like it like you said something that that really made sense about the, you know, they might be living in poverty, but there's this love for life yeah. in Brazil and and I feel like it's because of something like this. If this album is the jazz equivalent of what Brazil represents, it's a fucking Really calm, beautiful place. Yeah,
0: it's. I mean, like, I have Brazilian friends, and you know, they're really Brazilian. I'm like kind of watered down because of America. Uh, but I like, they're all, it's just sex, like, they're always thinking about sex. It's a very physical country like anything i say to my brazilian friends it always goes back to sex and i'm like oh that's why i'm what like what were your that. sat scores well yeah. two titties
1: <laughs> and the butt cheeks you still
0: talk about stuff like you're in high school i love it you're like simpsons and then sat's i'm like what's that
1: uh oh, wait hold on for a second i gotta call my mom no, i'm gonna be late for dinner yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> i better record all these programs um but yeah, it's like, that's just that quintessential. And of course, like, you know, it was, re- they recorded it, the re- they recorded the song, and it didn't do very well. It was like, girlfriend, me, put in and then they decided to do it again with Getz as a yeah. collaboration. And then his wife sang it, like, Gilberto's wife sang it. And the reason she's the one who recorded it was because she was the only one who knew any English. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love yes, that.
1: You're doing all the yeah. facts that Morty did hours of research for. Yeah. She's burning in the first Well,
0: but c- I kind of remember, you kind of know the story growing up, because it's like, who is this girl, you sure. know? Sure. And I love it because the woman is still, like, has fame from it. I think she's like a boutique that she went to court and fought for for years to keep the name. Yeah. Um, but she is really still beautiful. I'll send you guys a photo. She's just yeah, like we'll, this hot, beautiful woman.
1: We'll post it on our uh, yeah. soon-to-be-new Instagram page oh, that my yeah. producer Jeremiah hell is supposed yeah. to do. Um, my experience with this record is is a little... It's not. I wouldn't say odd, but it's just... This reminds me of my childhood. This reminds me... My, my dad... Uh, Big Al Myers, uh, he um, <laughs> he was a huge jazz fan. Yeah, huge jazz fan. So, uh, and I think that's the reason why I'm into like stand up. I'm into movies. I mean, he, my dad yeah. loved the arts, and and I remember listening to this record with my dad and it wasn't even girl from Ipanema." it was the other tracks that my me and my sister and my dad really liked and and you mentioned this is this is elevator music but this is a this is a real like no i
0: think i think some people would classify it as that you know because it's that like kind of calming like you you know you could put it in so many different environments and it fits like you know what i think this
1: is i think and this is what i wrote i said this album took me away to the era that it came out and this is the soundtrack to fucking in the Playboy Grotto. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that this, weird pool
0: case. This, this <laughs>
1: must have been where people, like James Kahn, fucked like, some Playboy model while this is playing. And then like a girl with bunny ears is like, here's your Here rubbers. Is. And he's like, thank you, baby. All right. Ew, gross. There was bad. no rubbers. What there are you talking not, about? I, I was it was a to... raw dog era. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club
1: Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamgoat's Van Flip Podcast. Before we dive into this record, Fleece Army, I'm here to tell you about the brand new Sonos Move. The Sonos Move is the durable smart speaker for indoor and outdoor listening. Now, I have speakers made by Sonos all around the apartment. Well, they sent me the Sonos Move, and I have to tell you guys, it's probably my favorite speaker out of any that I have. What's so cool about it, this one is so movable. You move it here, you move it there. Is It's the same size as most of the other ones, but it's got this very easy-to-carry handle, and you can move it anywhere in your house. You could take it outside, which I did, when I was out playing with the dog, but it sounds so good. I can't even go to full blast because it packs so much power. Scared the crap out of my dog. And the coolest thing is the charging station. You can just set up nicely and then you take it off the charging station and you've got 10 hours of battery life. I haven't even gotten to that limit yet, but it's just so awesome and easily connected to my Sonos application or you can connect it to your Bluetooth so you don't if you don't have Wi-Fi around. The Sonos move is fantastic. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. And now back to the podcast. All right, let's dive into the record. So our album is number four forty-seven out of five hundred. Wow. It's the first studio album Gets Gilberto by American saxophonist Stan Getz and yes. Brazilian guitarist. Do you want to say the name? Because I'm going to fuck it up and Americanize it. Joao Gilberto.
0: João Gilberto.
1: So this was released March 1963, produced by Creed Taylor. What was your experience uh, with the album Now that I asked you to listen to the album?
0: I love it. I mean, I get kind of emotional on some of them. I'm not going to really? lie. Yeah, like cuz I have this thing where I've just kind of reconnected with Brazil and it's such a big part of me and for so long people were like, "Well, you're not really Brazilian cuz you grew up here." And you know? I'm like, "But it's it gives me like that kind of nostalgic feeling of like being there and kind of like their their rhythm, like of life is is slower and the way that they function is slower and this album is kind of representative of that and i love that
1: that's beautiful yeah that's it makes beautiful.
0: me a little teary eyed and it makes me want like i feel like i'll play this at my wedding you know
1: this was probably you know i don't want to say definitively but this is up there top three records that i've listened to no. since i started doing this since uh, i started doing because it was just it's so accessible it's so easy to listen to it's not it's not obtrusive it's not like there's no part of this record that i want to skip Right. I just wanted to listen to I the love whole that. thing from start to finish and then you mentioned driving this is a perfect record because I I cuss a lot I give people the finger I get really yeah, mad I get upset when I drive too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you should have seen me coming here Oh my yeah. god, there was a parade I was like what is this <laughs> you <were> like, no <laughs> having fun while I'm trying to get somewhere but
1: if you were listening to this record and saw that parade you'd be like <sighs> Brazil down. this is what they do in Brazil they parade yeah they, they, they parade. don't parade a it. lot more butt cheeks would be shown with feathers oh but my god I, mean, I should
0: have worn my samba outfit <laughs> I do own one
1: I bet you do yeah. <laughs> but I but I really, really enjoyed this record and not even because of the actual hits on this. It was like you said, the other stuff, yeah. the other stuff on this is so beautiful. And maybe it reminds me of my dad who's no longer with us, mm. you know, in my, but I, but I just, it just takes me back to this, this really peaceful time. And, and I think the world and, and you feel it in, in Bossa Nova um, or how do you say it?
0: bossa nova Fuck yeah. but you know what's funny because it's it, like at the time brazil was having such a difficult time like you know we there was a, much like now there was like you know kind of a dictator they were just coming out of and like it was, was really was <laughs> trampo
1: <laughs> yeah he's reincarnated <laughs> himself Do- into Do- who Do- we Do- know now Do- 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 Trampon. <laughs>
0: no but you know what i love about brazilian music I, I and mean, portuguese in general there's so many words that are so colorful that can't be described in English they're more like emotional words like there's a lot that I'll point out kind of during the record but like my favorite word that I always explain to people is saudades and it means to kind of like miss someone but it's also to like love them at the same time so it's this like nostalgia feeling for someone and there's a lot of words like that that are like sort of emotional based and I think that's why it leads to such good music.
1: Let's dive into yeah. the record, okay? Let's. So do the first song uh, we've already talked about. It's probably the most iconic jazz recording of all time. "Girl from Ipanema." So, in my opinion, this is a perfect song. I could play the Brazilian verse or the English verse of Brazilian, the song. Not, no, 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 no. Best part of the song is the get solo. Uh, Peter played two forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> That is it's the, the shit. shit. That is the shit.
0: You know what, though? Saxophone players, to be heard, not to be watched. Like, I went to see an NPR live <laughs> event once, and the camera was closing up on this guy playing the sax. He was like, <laughs> like, spitting everywhere. That's. I mean, those guys have got to be good with their lips. You
1: ever? Uh, have you ever had sex with a saxophonist? No, I, like no. hot and heavy. Like in the, you know, he goes to kiss you, b- he's just like, <laughs> 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 you're like, okay. <laughs> well, no. They, they, remember the Seinfeld episode where she's like, remember he, the guy's like, you know, he says, they just, she described the relationship as hot and heavy because yeah. she hoped that he would do what he does to the reed right. on her vagina. Right. And
0: never, never, it never turns out that way. No. no, I feel like a saxophone player also
1: has like really strong
0: fingers and,
1: Ooh, you know, yeah. rhythm.
0: So, yeah, I mean, but musicians all ruin your life. So stay yeah. away from them.
1: So Ipanema <laughs> is a stylish seaside neighborhood on the south side of Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And <laughs> I the...
0: hate how you say everything. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm so name. sorry.
1: I'm trying. It crushes my soul. In the winter of 1962, pianist yeah. Tom Jobim. Jobim. And, and thank you. Thanks. And lyricist, <laughs> diplomat. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to fuck this one up. Bin shoes, <laughs> day <De> wash,
0: <laughs> Jim Morales. Perfect, Gimoraes. thank you. There
1: you go. Would sit at the Veloso Bar Cafe with. Maybe it wasn't a good idea to have a real Brazilian on. For you this know what? Show. How about let me paint the, the pic- <laughs> let me paint for the picture for you, okay?
0: <laughs> Rio is this really, really old, dirty city. It almost looks like a little part of New York that's been like wrecked by something. Yeah. And then you walk a little bit, and you come upon this huge strip where it's just black and white tiles, like really beautifully decorated. And there's just the most beautiful tropical beach to the right. And then to your left, it's like old built, like old New York. So it's just the craziest juxtaposition of two places. Like, and then you just step up and you're on the beach. And the I, I'm I'm not ta- talking about like, oh yeah, little Santa Monica. Like I'm talking about like huge mountains. Like it looks
1: fake. It's just the yeah, most beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, like, and I'm not trying to say... Yeah my interpretation is what I've seen through City of God, but, I mean, that was one of the things that I loved because it yeah. was so beautiful. The scenes yeah. where the guy and the girl on the beach smoking a joint, and they, they pan out, and you see and I think that's why people yeah. love the movie so much because it made the favela, regardless of the violence and, and the, the criminality that was going on, it was beautiful. They have the best
0: view of Rio. I'm not kidding. Yeah. They have, like, the best neighborhood. Like, a home, it all home, might be made of cardboard, but it's so beautiful. Like, it's- it is just so, like, ugh.
1: So, so the so uh, Tom and Vin Shoes would sit at the Veloso Bar Cafe where they yeah. would see a where they saw a beautiful seventeen year old girl named Hello <laughs> Penheiro. It inspired them to capture her in the song.
0: And they were both married at the time, by the way. And she did not give a fuck about them, which is what made you know made them want her more
1: sure well yeah. the first commercial portuguese version of this song was released in 62 by Perry yeah. Ribeiro but when this record was being conceived everyone agreed that would that it would be a great addition to increase the commercial appeal of the song popular and prolific american lyricist norman gimbel was brought on to write the english lyrics that's how oh fuck garota de ipanema Became, Garota,
0: Ipanema. Garota per, means like chick
1: yes yeah, so, from Ipanema well, yeah so that's now yeah. that became the girl from Ipanema yeah however the only Brazilian at the session who spoke English well enough was Gilberto's amateur singing wife Astrud in the spontaneous spirit of the moment they decided to have a record on this in another song corcovado with
0: Jajan. that's okay, a cool. really name big Brazilian name okay
1: with Jajon singing the original Portuguese lyrics and Astrud singing timidly in English the girl from Ipanema became a smash international hit that came to represent the bossa nova sound and even won the Grammy for song of the year in 1965 mm-hmm. beating the Beatles
0: yeah, they sold the millions of records in the sixties, which t- for the sixties like was like unheard oh, of.
1: Before Napster, I mean. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. We uh, didn't have Spotify. People would have fucking ripped the shit out of this. In fact, this is and this is the second most recorded pop song in the history after the Beatles' Yesterday.
0: Fucking crazy. And you know what people say that they love about her? the tone of her voice is that she was like so childlike into the fact, you know, there was like not a lot of like, <laughs> you know, she was just like. Like it just came from like such a core part of her voice. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. This is this song is it's just it's quintessential jazz. It is it is quintessential music. It is something that I feel like this song has made the world better. This song is that iconic. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is a song that I can be on stage telling jokes, and then I, am you know, I do like a little like I'm trying to make a move on a girl, and I just start going. I love
0: the scat That's how. I, that's how I don't
1: know the words. either. You, you know I'm, what? I've <laughs> heard
0: this too as like there's like a little psychology test that they do where anytime you have a song stuck in your head, like you know one verse of a song, it's so fucking annoying, you can hum this song because of the beat to it. It's supposed to
1: help you. Forget Forget no, I, I, I like, believe that. No, any other I believe that. I definitely dun, believe this, dun, is, dun. this has got a calming effect to it. Yeah. But I love how Astrid was in the right place at the right time to record this. Yeah. When have you been in the right place at the right time?
0: Oh, man, I feel like everything's kind of coming to a head right now, so maybe <laughs> this is a good time. <laughs> Yesterday when I was drenched in pounds of chicken noodle soup, I just kept thinking, wow, I've done everything I've ever done to be here in this spot. But uh, uh, I just found out that I'm the new host of Talk Soup, which is really exciting. Which is incredible, which
1: is so perfect for Very you. exciting. So perfect And yesterday
0: you. we shot some promos and um, I was doing like a flash dance style promo where they just pounded me with chicken noodle soup and <laughs> 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 there She's I was. She's a long tongue yeah, girl literally. on a
1: Saturday night. She got a literally.
0: carrot celery <laughs> in her head. Yeah, literally. As I'm like laying back and there's cotton balls in my nose and I can't breathe, I'm like, I've never been more happy in my life.
1: <laughs> For, you know what's so funny? It, the video that you sent and the promos are yeah. so sexy. And just to find out that you had cotton balls in your nose. Yeah, literally.
0: <laughs> I show you pictures of the after where I'm like shivering and there's like carrots in my bra and shit. Um no, I think, but that's the feeling in Brazil that I get when I go there. Like, there's such a pressure that we feel when we're in LA. People don't understand what it feels like to be here and be in this industry. There's this constant kind of like pressure and need to be doing something. And in Brazil, there's really not that feeling at all. Like, there's this calmness that comes over me when I'm there, where it's just like whatever happens happens. That's what's hap- like whatever I'm doing is what I'm doing in that moment. Like I'm so much more present there, yeah. and that's what this kind of music like. You know, makes you do like you kind of hear it and it brings you to like your present situation. So it's yeah,
1: cool. complete, And that's all yeah. I, that's all I wanted. Uh, really cool fact about the song. Even though the song came out in 1965, there are still thousands of streams a day on Spotify. It's just it's just it's mind that blowing that you could write yeah. something this. You know, I pray that I do something that that leaves a mark on society, the way that Girl Up created it. I know, but has. don't you think
0: about that sometimes? How, like, everything is so niche now, like, we don't have that kind of impact of, like, Different this time, one thing. Yeah, yeah Different you know. Different time.
1: I, that then goes into Doralice. Uh, Peter, play 12 seconds then. Doralice, you've been killing me.
0: Amara, to listen, it's a boba gelosion. I prefer to live so
1: long. I prefer to live so long. I prefer to live so long. I prefer to live so long. I prefer to live uh, this is a plea to an insistent lover named Dolores by a reluctant musician who would rather be alone with his guitar than deal with the foolishness of a relationship and especially from a marriage. Uh, yeah. we've all been there. We well, um, know marriage. it. <laughs> Dolores is
0: like that classical Brazilian. You already know who she is if she, she has that name. It's like a Cheryl <laughs> in English. It's like it's like that kind of name or it's like Cheryl. Like God. it's see. Like it's them. like an older lady who's like an auntie type, yeah. you know. Yeah, that makes me I don't know why that that song in particular makes me feel like I'm like a Brazilian meal. Like it makes me want to eat like rice and beans and steak and ooh. ooh cauliflower. Like, oh my God.
1: It's so good. But let's let's take it back to what, what they're saying about about walking away uh from a relationship that's not working. Have you ever had to walk away from a relationship that wasn't working?
0: Oh no, every relationship has been perfect so far. So I don't know. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird that you'd ask me that question because it's like something that you know about me. Yeah. I mean, you just have um, everything's perfect. No, it's hard. I think that's like what makes us stronger is every relationship. You learn a little bit about yourself, you know, and I, I definitely do. I've gotten comfortable in the past, so um, I'm happy to announce that I'll never fall in love again. It's over. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Um, that brings us into.
0: Para machucar meu coração, which means stop hurting my heart.
1: Oh, yeah. And this kind of sounds like the aftermath of a breakup that that dude in the last song was trying to avoid. That's right? what this. That's what it, But that there's title. an
0: evolution. Like you know, we start with like, oh, we like that girl. Who's that girl? And then we marry her. We're like, oh, fuck this girl. And then it's like, then it's like, oh, my heart's hurting. Like, what did I do that for? <laughs>
1: It's just so perfect. You know like what that, it is?
0: It's a fair music. That's when you go to like the bar in the lobby of your hotel. Yes. And like, oh. Do who, you come here long?
1: Do you, know? do you have a lake house in Montreal? Because <laughs> I could you son of a bitch. buy you a drink. It's just, yeah. you know what it is? It, his his saxophone is such a lush sound. It fills yeah. the room and not just the room, but it feels, it like fills my soul like, when I it. hear it. Like really but hits it, me, yeah. It really is just, it's just, it's thick and it's like, it's palpable and I fucking love it. and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on the Corner of Gray Street. Hello, Tom May here, host of Future Friday. I've spent the last 15 years on the road with my band, The Menzingers, where I've met all kinds of wild and fascinating people. So I started a podcast, you know, feeling of, of Brazil that he's now that, that you're combining Stan with, with the passion of the Brazilians. Yeah. It's just a perfect mix because everything I know about like, you know, <laughs> about Brazilians <laughs> is that they they just have like they make the most painful things sound so beautiful. It's just like I was stuck.
0: Well, everything in is very emotional. Everything is very emotional. Like the way we speak is emotional. You know, why are they very so,
1: codependent people? Why are they so emotional? Why are they such an emotional? in describing even the little things because I, we
0: like emotion. Emotion remember, is good. I go to
1: Bossa Nova on Sunset to eat, and How they're, dare like, you, they're like, they're like, I'm like, yeah, I just want to. Can I get you know the croutons were a little uh, little stale. The
0: croutons
1: were stale. By the way, nobody
0: that works there is actually Brazilian. How dare you! There's know, that was one a Brazilian accent. Guy. Yeah, yeah, was...
1: yeah. <laughs> what you talking? What are you talking about, man? These well, are perfect. But why? But why are Brazilians so emotional in describing even the littlest things? I mean, I
0: think we're just emotional people. I mean, you have to think about like what our culture is. You know, there's like a lot of lack of culture. Ultimately, like you know, like when I grew up in the '90s, it was all American stuff that people were obsessed with. And what we do have is like this, the emotional part of us. Like, we're very open about talking about sex. We're very open about talking about our emotions. Like, I think that's the one thing that differentiates us from any other country. You know, it's like the opposite of Japan, where they go to like love motels to have sex, you know?
1: But is that true?
0: Yeah, they can't have sex in their parents' house. They all live like with their parents in tiny apartments.
1: Good for them, man. Keeping, so. staying with the fam. Moving on. So that brings us to Desafinado. Uh, Peter, play twenty-seven seconds in. Si você em Meu I mean, this is one of the this few songs I think that a lot of other people know. You know, you don't have to listen to this record to know this one. I, people have heard this in many a dentist office, you know, around the world. Uh, Desafinado translates to off key or out of tune
0: Desafinado
1: Translates to off key (laughs) or out of tune And it's a song written and recorded by Tom Jobim With Portuguese lyrics by Newton Mendonça In 1959 It was also covered several times by a bunch of different artists Including Stan Guest with guitarist Charlie Bird On their hit 1962 jazz samba record, and that version actually went on to win Grammy Award for Best Jazz Performance of 1963. However, despite its success, Getz thought it lacked the Bossa Nova authenticity and wanted to re-record it with real Brazilian musicians. This was written as a response to critics who claimed that Bossa Nova was a new genre for singers who can't sing really
0: yeah and this is like kind of the beginning for Bing, you know when he starts to become kind of the voice of Brazil in all these songs you yeah. know and this is like a perfect word just it's hard to say it <laughs> English to Portuguese is really clicky because it means out of like off tune but it also means like it's having like those quirks also like which is you know he's kind of pleading in this song like these are the things about me like if you're gonna leave me you know what I mean like this is who I am kind of a thing yeah
1: Yeah, but I love that this is a response to critics That that we're trying to shit on it So let me ask you what's, What's the worst review or critique you ever got?
0: Oh, man. I mean, Manhattan Love Story got canceled so quickly.
1: But not because of you.
0: I mean, no, not because of me, but you should have seen the review. It was like for the pilot. It was Tell like, me about it's it. garbage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can hear the girl's thoughts. Isn't she thinking, why am I on the show? It's garbage. Um, I When it first came out, like the first reviews that were so, so bad, are the creator of the show, Jeff Lowell, who's like incredible, he sent us the very first review to the pilot of Friends. Which was also like this show is fucking garbage. Like Joey is a masochist. Like, like I mean, a misogynist. Like this person. Like nobody believes that they're friends. Like their apartment looks too expensive. And so it was like such a good, it was oh, so funny like, to you're hear You're like, it.
1: fuck this reviewer. Fuck yeah. you, New York Times. Yeah, fuck you, New York Times. Do you know <laughs> do know about everything? Think, who do you think you are? We're going to run for nine seasons to be multi, 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 multi-millionaires. Yeah, but you know
0: what? I think that like what we do, we kind of have to have like Hinchcliffe uh, delusion of yeah. confidence. You know, we have to be like, <laughs> I'm the best. Um, because for a long time, people aren't going to believe you.
1: You have to. You know. You. That's the thing is that you have to push through. You can't listen to anybody. And I, dude, I remember when I was the most junkie of a junkie before I even became a comic. And people said, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "I want. I'm going to be a comic." Yeah, I knew it. And I yeah. and I said, you know, when I used to be at raves and girls would I I try to like, you know, get girls to like me by saying, "Well, I'm a filmmaker." This 19-year-old kid with fucking angel <laughs> wings and stickers on his face. No like, sure you are, Sure you are. But I that's the thing like is point I, of
0: view porn of yourself <laughs> masturbating.
1: <laughs> but that's the thing though is that I never doubted it. Yeah. I've never doubted it, even at my lowest. I doubt
0: it. I do- I have moments of doubt. I mean, I think it's natural too, you know. But I think the world does hear you. I think vibrations a really real thing. I do too. You know?
1: No, I really do. Um, all right, moving on to Corcovado.
0: Corcovado.
1: Uh, oh God, the way you say it, dude.
0: You know what's fun? We haven't talked about this. What? There's a Rio accent that's really different from a São Paulo accent. So if you're from São Paulo, they call you Paulistas. So like that's the name. And then you're from Rio, um, you are Carioca. So they're like two different regions. And when my mom was like in her 20s, she got in a really, really horrible car accident and like basically split her school. <laughs> yeah. And had to relearn how to walk, talk, everything. And her teacher was from Rio. So she now has like a Carioca accent, which is different from all her family. Oh, wow. And basically you just roll your R's more. Like wait, wor- What's the difference? Like the word, the, word for, the word red, for instance, is vermelho in, from Paulista. But carioca say vermelho. I love that so little like, that that's, little, like Yiddish. Yeah, that was you, in there's that, like the, the, that. Yeah, fucking, you hear. Like, you ra- hear is, that, is
1: that a Brazilian rabbi? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Like cariocas are like all like that, and you and um all the girls who sing in this like are a carioca for sure. You can hear all from Rio.
1: Let's hear a little bit of it. I don't know if we had any of the singers, but um here we yeah play some play the part. Let's play the part. This is a hotel. This is a honeymoon. Yeah, this yeah, is honeymoon it is. fucking. This yeah. is insane. All right, that takes us to So Sodanko Samba,
0: <laughs> Sodansu Samba.
1: Oh, a the, okay, Danko. so
0: anytime there's a little snake under the sea and makes it an S.
1: Ooh, so Danso. So
0: Sodansu Samba means I only dance Samba. You know,
1: this is an amazing song, Jade. But let yeah. me tell you something: the you could talk about the lyrics, you talk about whatever. the The star of this song is Stan Getz, a three-minute saxophone solo of pure gold. Peter, play the sax solo.
0: Vamos, vamos ver.
1: So... Uh, Mm -hmm. João Gilberto bases unique guitar playing style on the percussion instruments found in the Escola de Samba or Samba School the marching, dancing, and drumming clubs that perform in parades during Carnival and other festivals around Brazil this song is a great example of his guitar style translated to jazz and samba this was a failed attempt by Jobim and De Morales to invent a new dance craze this was like the first Macarena Know, this is right? like the first. This, them, is like, some, this is like this is like the Brazilian some. Cotton Eye Joe. Oh my
0: God! Hilarious.
1: Wait, <laughs> sure <laughs> sure, <to see>, <laughs> sure. uh, that's my that's my impersonation of, of Portuguese.
0: My vagina just closed up. Help. <laughs>
1: that was open holy shit but yeah, you know the stand gets was getting you yeah, yeah, getting yeah, yeah, you yeah. good in the cadougals and
0: then and then you <laughs> said cadougals and i my butthole just closed <laughs> i have no holes left
1: but they were trying to create something here so they're trying to make their own fads what embarrassing fad or style will you admit of being a part of
0: oh man i mean which i go with every trend every time yeah, you well, know there's some haircuts that i
1: regret take me back
0: if you search me online, I just posed so hard one year for the TCAs. <laughs> it looks like I'm literally about to take a shit. I'm like, um, I feel like picture, I, I have a lot of regrets with photos and stuff, but I don't really regret anything else. Like, fuck it, that's who I was in the moment, you know? I feel like trends or haircuts or outfits are the things that I'm most ashamed for.
1: Yeah, well, okay, yeah. well, what was your, your bigot? Because I was like a raver. I, I had I had frosted oh, tips, yeah. the ball necklace, the big pants. I would have been
0: into you. I was like really into guys who work at Gadzooks and had like... <laughs> Lip piercings <laughs> and stuff, you know? That's... I
1: remember Gadzooks?
0: Yeah. No, I feel like in middle school when I was like really young, it was really hot to have like two blonde streaks in the very front of your hair, but my mom wouldn't let me dye my hair because thank God it's the only virginal thing left on my body. But she did let me use sun in. So I like sunned in do you remember what sun in is? Yeah, of course. It's basically just like lime juice. <laughs> and um <laughs> and I did two like bleached blonde streaks in the front of my hair, but it just turned like orange. Yeah. Uh so that was rough, you know. Even as a kid Like I didn't talk about this But like even as a kid Like Brazilian women Are so curvaceous And like Such examples of like Sexuality And I was like A bean stick and so that was tough for me. Like I think that's why I, I relied on humor so much as a kid. Sure, no, it makes sense. My sister had that quintessential like Brazilian body, like big tits and like a nice ass, and she was just like really outgoing and could like dance and have rhythm. Like I just figured out rhythm like three years ago, <laughs> after years and years of
1: dance class. I saw, I saw you bumping into motherfuckers at like holiday parties at the comedy store. <laughs> like, oh, Jade's trying to dance oh, she's again. She's trying to dance again. Is that Elaine from Seinfeld? With oh the my kicks? god, that Jesus. dance! Uh, like. Ah. But you're um, you're you're extremely beautiful, and oh, I mean, thank you. it's like you're. I, I, so but there I'm, is
0: so much pressure, you know, like for women there to be these like beautiful, yeah. like weird creatures, you know,
1: much like LA, yeah, much like LA, but- yeah. But I
0: think about everybody like put stuff in their body look like they're Brazilian. Yes.
1: Well, that's what they want. It's called the Brazilian butt lift for a reason because the booties are probably the best in the world. I mean... Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I
0: had surgery when I was there. I had open heart surgery as a baby. My <laughs> scar looks amazing. But your
1: heart has got... Is cake. It's hot. That shit is yeah, straight. Yeah, you guys should see my fucking heart. Her heart, heart. is a peach emoji. Yeah. All right. Uh, that takes us to O Grande Amor. Uh, Grande P- Amor. Peter, play one minute in. <laughs> It's just I love beautiful it. it's, it's like
0: bref- Breakfast at Tiffany's era I of love like, uh,
1: what, you I know? Lo- what I love is just the gets Before we get into the vocals What we just played Where it's like va, 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 And then, then to have him sing And it's just Like I get it That that they don't think They're actually singing on key Or trying But I think that's why it's great.
0: I know that he's not really singing; it's almost like a spoken word. Yes, like it's almost poetic in that
1: way. But it's beautiful. Like Mm -hmm. that's that's how you get on my heartstrings. You don't fucking go. "Ah," You just, (laughs) ladies, you hear that? You're taking notes. (laughs) like, Like he's hungry. Like this definitely. The dude singing is like, hasn't had a meal in a few hours. No, he's malnourished. He's malnourished. He's he's weak. Yeah. So, uh, translated to The Big Love, this hauntingly romantic ballad switches between major and minor notes while also exploring the painful differences between the idealism of monogamy and the reality that hearts and other parts tend to wander.
0: Hmm. It's sad because, you know, there's. Okay, I th- I think about this all the time because like, is monogamy even a thing that's actually achievable? Ultimately, is it? Is it?
1: I don't know. I've, is it? I've I have been monogamous in long term relationships, but of course, you grow tired.
0: You but can you just grow old together and just you know is love monogamous? It like is there possession involved in love? Like there's. A, Maybe like well, I own you. know, we're together. I own yeah, your,
1: like sense, mine, you. We're together. I own you. Yeah, like mine, mine.
0: Or, like, you know, and for a long time, I was so codependent because I think that Brazilians are codependent. Like, we'd go to Gap and my dad would be in the dressing room with all of us. We'd be like, do we all need to be in here? Um, but.
1: <laughs> that, should I get these slacks? Yeah, I'm like, dad, yeah, dad, do you all right, need well, if you're going to well, gonna be in here, yeah, tell yeah, me if yeah. I look good in these slacks.
0: Like, we barely can move around <laughs> and try stuff. I'm like, excuse me, mom, sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> Grandma, but, can you get out of my. <laughs> that's my face. I think there is, like, something about love that should be more freeing than we. And I think that's a little bit of that song. This song is well. About how do you that.
1: how do you stay free in love then?
0: I mean, I think you don't feel like you own people. You, love isn't possession. It's it's giving someone love. I don't know. It's like doing something for someone and not expecting it back, and still feeling like good about yourself.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's 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 difficult though. It's difficult oh, yeah. because I mean, you even said it. Like people also be like, "This is my girlfriend." This is my boyfriend, so you're right. putting possession on it immediately. Yeah. Not know?
0: that I want to be some weird, like, swinging couple, like, oh, yeah, but, like, I think there is something that I'm trying to achieve in my love life, where it's, like, there's, you know, there's freedom in the love. Like, you never feel trapped, do you, you think, know?
1: Do you feel like you found the love of your life?
0: I feel like I have found loves of my life, yes. Yeah. Definitely.
1: But it's, like... Is Benji
0: li- listening? Because... Um, is who? Benji Aflalo.
1: Benji? I don't. I'm um, prob- this is a
0: shout-out to him. He's the love of my life.
1: Oh, <laughs> All right, now our final song on the record, Jade. Go ahead and say it.
0: Vivo soñando.
1: I mean, how the fuck am I supposed to know there's a J in there? Soñando. I didn't know he's. Oh, wait, never mind. The H. All right, Peter, play a little bit. <laughs> It's the singer lamenting about how he can't stop dreaming of being with the girl of those dreams. Written by Tom Jobim, this was first released by Brazilian popular group Os Yeah,
0: because of this the the way that they spell it and even in the album is Spanish. So I wonder if that's like derived from a Spanish thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know much about this one. I kind of like this one's like the least fav- favorite really? of the yeah. I don't know. I like the jazz of it, but it kind of like there's no distinctual, like, solo in it. So, it, like, it feels a little more blended for me, a little more, like, background music for me than the rest. I mean, not you, to it's, talk shit.
1: No, I know. You're just you're not talking shit. It's just opinion. But yeah. also, I think the record... I, see, I personally, I like the song. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, are there others on this album that I think could have ended the album a little bit better? Yeah. 100%. But I love the idea about dreaming, of being with the girl, of those dreams. What would be your dream come true?
0: My dream come true? Like yeah. with a woman?
1: With any it could I be guess any... Miley Cyrus No I'm kidding um,
0: <laughs> She goes boy girl, boy girl So I feel like I'm next um, I don't know Feeling like Feeling ultimately like I'm myself with someone And you know falling in love again I want to feel that feeling again I feel like that would feel good
1: Do you feel like you're, you have to put up uh, an act uh, at first? or I don't even know how to be
0: anymore when I date Like I thought I really knew what I wanted and what who I was, and now I'm like I don't fucking know, you know? Yeah. Like I have such a thing for hot young boys with long hair, you know, like (laughs) twenty and they're twenty four, like twenty four year old dude that
1: are covered in soot. (laughs) Yeah, just live in a van, they go surfing.
0: I'm like, oh my god, daddy, but you know, so I haven't really figured it out. I want somebody who adds to my life.
1: Yeah, that's what we all want, you
0: know. And I don't, and I've had a lot of people like that, but someone who adds to my life but doesn't take away from my life at the same time.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I want. I mean, it's so hard to find somebody. That that doesn't emotionally drain you at the end of the relationship, you know, because that's what I always feel. It's just yeah. like you, at first it's great because it feels like love, and you just want to be around that person. And then you know, a year or two years in, whatever it is, when it's when you should have broken up six or seven months prior, and you're
0: mm-hmm. still together,
1: it's just they're they're taking everything from you, and you're and you're taking everything from them.
0: Yeah, I don't want to be a drained tit, but also like this is <laughs> like I've heard, like I, I did a relationship podcast once, and the woman had this great comparison of like in every relationship there's a rose and there's a gardener and oftentimes she would end up being the the gardener cuz she loved to give and take care of the person but she knew that she wanted to be the rose and that's what she needed um and that's how it is kind of for me like i tend to be like a little bit like i have big dick energy and so i tend to like take control of things but ultimately i i think i want to be a rose
1: you are a rose yeah, you are a rose you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and I'll see you there. Alright, you want to do some facts and then get out of here? Let's do it. Facts, 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 facts. facts, facts, facts. facts, facts. facts.
0: Wait, how do you say facts, facts in
1: Portuguese? Facts, facts, facts. Fatos, fatos, fatos. Fatos, fatos, fatos. Fatos, fatos, fatos. fatos. fatos, fatos. Gilberto was known to be intensely private and had some fear of public places. On the first day of recording this album, while the band were setting up, he sh- pulled a no-show. Someone went to go look for him at his hotel blocks away, and they found him in his room playing guitar in the dark. Hmm, wow! So you're Not very that weird. You no, know, but you're very extroverted uh, and enjoy mm-hmm. being on the scene. You know what I mean? You're, you're, I've seen you. You're you're calling me slut? You're, you're, no.
0: (laughs) What'd you say to me? (laughs) I mean, I thought I was a really shy kid and then my parents were like, no, you were like always talking to adults. That was always your thing. Like you really were well-spoken and wanted to talk to older people always. So I guess I'm just mature. No, um, I think a lot of my outgoing behavior is to like hide the fact that I'm like a little bit insecure. Really? Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I love who I am now. Like I've done a lot of self work, but I do think that my nervous talking is an insecurity thing.
1: Yeah, but you, you're so confident when I hear you talk, though. Like yeah, I've seen you, you're just you're you've got like an electricity that wow. that awakens. Are you people. calling me magnetic? You are magnetic. You're <laughs> Magneta. That's your X Men power.
0: No, I don't know. I yeah, I feel like that's definitely. I mean, we all have our things that we do that make us feel comfortable, and yeah. Talking non-stop's mine. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Not only were Joao Gilberto's Portuguese vocals cut off for the single version of The Girl from Ipanema, essentially making it a Stan Getz and Astrud Gilberto duet, but Joao was really cut off when Getz and his wife Astrud hooked up right after this record and she left her husband to move to America with him. The Gilbertos were officially divorced in the mid-60s. By the way, Getz was also married at the same time as well.
0: They listened to their own music and they felt like an affair had to happen.
1: Have you ever uh, made a cheat sheet?
0: I haven't made a cheat sheet. That's no, not my style style. You never
1: kadoogled with another woman's kashploogled?
0: No, bubs. Once I'm with one vag, I, that's it. Has
1: anybody ever cheated on you?
0: Yeah, I've been cheated on. I had like a really like one of those like really dramatic high school things happen. Like Ooh, I went to tell. stay with him in the summer and it was a big deal because my parents didn't want me to be in New York for the whole summer and I went and he was being really distant. I was a um, at the time I was a dance camp at Hofstra University you know no big deal um only a few people get in so um I was there and then I went to stay at his house and he was working that day and we used to call having sex eating cake because we were in high school and we thought it was like a secret way to you say it
1: having a slippery whistle yeah literally like <laughs> Do you want to have some
0: confetti um and I saw like a picture of him with this girl that he was doing a play with and it said like love to eat cake or something with you and I was like what and then I got like, I could feel my heart like beating so fast. Oh, I bet.
1: Yeah. I, I, can, like, I know that feeling. Feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And then I found like one of his video cameras and I started looking through it and it was just like footage of them together, like going to Universal, like in bed. Oh, God.
1: Oh, but them like, them hooking up? Yeah. Oh, wow. And
0: then I. In like, high school? High school. And then I like passed out. And then his mom came in and was like, it's the best thing. Like she knew it had happened and I knew. And then I found out all my friends knew.
1: And they All didn't my tell friends you? Said, no,
0: no, Yeah, like, you know, they're friends from like summer camp and stuff. They were like friends that I went to high school or, you know, middle school, high school with. But yeah, that was like a big deal. It was a big deal for wow. me. Um, but you, so you know f- what? Yeah, fuck it.
1: Are you still friends with any of them?
0: I'm still friends with, well, mm, no.
1: Yeah, because. No, I was like at a
0: hotel once after I had like recorded a girl code thing and he was there and he was like the, uh, what's the person who gives you like places to go?
1: The, the hotel? Yeah. Uh, the fucking the guy that works he worked at the hotel. He
0: worked at the W and I was like I just came from dating my channel
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Give me a high five.
0: But you know, he's cool, we're cool. It was on high school, you know what I mean? Like it can't be that serious. Once the
1: cheater, always the cheater. cheater. Get the fuck out of here. What's his name?
0: I'm not gonna tell you his fucking Frank, name. You what is this?
1: Bastard. His name's not Frank. All right. In 2001, Helio Pinheiro, the inspiration for Girl from Ipanema, was sued by the heirs of the song's copyright owners for using the title as the name of her boutique. However, public support was on her side, and after a press release by the composers in which they had named Pinheiro as the real Girl from Ipanema was used as evidence, the court ruled in favor of her. When have you had the last
0: laugh? <laughs> right now, baby. When I was home yesterday, picking noodles out of my bra.
1: (laughs) Do you have that when you book something? Do you feel like a little bit of fuck you to certain people? A little
0: bit, you know, because I feel like ultimately there's always someone that's like, no, you know, or someone who doesn't like fully believe in me. And I've had so many people who believe in me. Like if it weren't for those people, I wouldn't be here there is someone always that has their own insecurities, they put them on you.
1: Do you have anything without saying names? Do you have Mm -hmm. one situation where you... I mean,
0: I'm close. You know, I was like the bridesmaid forever. Like, even this last pilot season, like, I had to come back from Mexico. I was, like, on this romantic trip with this guy who I totally, like, was into because he had a huge... Long hair,
1: young, 25, dirty. Got dick
0: sick. (laughs) Was driving to Mar Vista midday to get it on with a guy who wore (laughs) flip-flops. But, you know, like... Yeah so I came back In the middle of this trip To like do like a test With this girl And then I did it like three times And then they just straight Offered it to somebody And it's like someone I've lost a million parts to So like those moments Where you're like trying so hard And you're like Why am I doing this Like why am I doing this And then It's not a fuck you But it's kind of like Yeah let me prove you wrong You know Give me a chance Just give me a chance To prove you wrong
1: All right, Last fact The legacy of the girl from Ipanema is so tightly tied to Rio de Janeiro that when the Olympics and Paralympics were held there in 2016, the public voted the mascots to respectively be named Vinicius and Tom after the song's co-writers Moreas and Jombin. And Tom Jobim was such a Brazilian national treasure that Rio's International Airport is named after him. Oh, that's
0: so cool. Yeah, and another one that year was also Pelé, who's like one of the really famous soccer players, who used to live in my grandmother's same building when I was a kid. He lived in the penthouse on the very top and we would see him in the elevator and stuff. Wow. And I didn't even know it was a big he's deal. He's a great dude. He's yeah. like
1: the biggest soccer. He's but like the Ronaldo kid, of like, like, yeah. the
0: 70s. And um, and then I remember he had like a TV inside his car, which we thought that was a big deal. We were like, oh my God. We'd always peek in his car and see the TV in there. It's no, crazy. He's, he just had
1: kids in the back, so we wanted him to calm oh, down. So we yeah, put, yeah. put on the backyard again. No, he did not. <laughs> I
0: think he did have kids, but I think there was actually a lot of like dark stuff
1: with him too. The, bummer. What do you want people to know about you? Like what what is your message? I'm finding I'm
0: flirty. Um no, I'm kidding. <laughs> What's your brand? Kill me uh What do I want people to know about me? Oh man, I don't know. That's a that's a big fucking question. I know. I
1: know it is. I
0: want them to know I don't know. Wow, that's a hard one. What
1: do you want to leave behind? Like what legacy do you want to leave behind?
0: Oh man, I'll probably just clone my dog until I die. Um
1: what do you want to leave
0: behind? How about that? I want to hear yours, and maybe I'll get inspired.
1: What about to leave behind? Hmm. I just
0: I want to. Leave I, just that... wanna, I just want to. Okay, I go. want.
1: I want people to to just be able to like just have good things to say about me in the sense that I he, he worked his ass off. He was a true artist, and yeah. and like he cared about the 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 work that he did. You know, I don't I always said I don't want to be Brad Pitt. I just want to be like John Leguizamo. Oh, I love you know that. what I mean. Yeah. I just yeah. Want he was to,
0: really important to my growing up, actually. John. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, really he's such a him. great
1: one man yeah. performer and actor. And he was good in everything. And that's what I want to do is that, like, you know, what we were talking earlier about, about like belief. And yeah. I've never doubted myself. Ever. Like, yeah. even... And there's moments Yeah, and now. I doubted
0: you, like, the whole time. I know. That's Everybody crazy. else is doubted yeah, me, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have
1: to push through. <laughs> but that's the thing, is that, like, I, like I've set my goals that I want to write and direct now, yeah. and that's my... And I'm gonna do it. I
0: like, want people to think I'm funny. I really... Like, I want to be undeniably funny. That's yeah. really important to me. Like, I want my, like, my respectful friends and, like, my comic friends to go, like, she was really funny. Like, she made me laugh. And it's so funny because, like, I don't mean to quote Jim Carrey, because... Hit us. But, like... I was, I saw this documentary and it kind of stayed with me. He would say like, "What does the audience want? What do they fucking want?" You know, like he would stay up at night at night thinking about it, and then like one day it just came to him like, "They want to be free from like they want to be free from concern. They want to be like they want to forget their worries just for a second. And I want I want to leave that behind. Like when you're with me, like you feel good. Yeah. I want to I want to make people feel good. Yeah, and not that sounded sexual, but I mean like I I want. I don't know. Yeah, I, w- I want to make people laugh.
1: You are undeniably funny, Jade. Oh my you gosh, really that means are. so much. I mean, that. you're hysterical. All right, final thoughts on the record.
0: <sighs> Should we sing
1: it? <laughs> Do whatever you want. All so right can can I get a beat? <laughs> 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 Do you want to wait? How
0: about this? Why don't we pull it up in Portuguese and see if you can sing along with me? I, as I'm a not to be able to. It'll be so funny though. All right, fuck it. Look it up. up
1: linda, <laughs> All right, final thoughts on the record. Tell me, ah, uh,
0: guys, if you don't know this record, like, listen to it. let yourself melt away to the sounds of rio and enjoy it get to know it a little bit like really get to know what the words are look them up and see and you can butcher them just like
1: me too uh jay this was fantastic obrigado obrigado Obrigado, times a million (laughs) (laughs) you're a total obrigado i love you so much thank (laughs) you for coming on baby let's samba for all things jade go to jadecatapretta.com don't forget to watch jade as the new host of the soup on e starting in 2020 and on all social media you can find her at jadecatapretta i'll be posting jade's spotify mixtape along with all the other mixtapes for every guest we've had on you can find them all it's a playlist on our website the500podcast.com Email us at 500podcasts at gmail.com and follow me at Josh Adam Meyers on all social media. Don't forget, subscribe on Spotify to The 500, and if you're listening on Apple, leave us a review and rate the podcast. Now, we just listened to Stan Getz and Joao Gilberto from 1964. For new music this week, our music director, Matt Pinfield, selected Nouvelle Vague. Nouvelle Vague is a bossa nova artist from Paris featuring multiple female vocalists who have been active since 2012 and are definitely worth listening to as they have done a great job reworking alternative songs. Check out their version of Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart or The Clash's Guns of Brixton on Spotify. Getz and Gilberto would definitely approve. And don't forget, you can find all of that on our website, the500podcast.com. And the goal is that people are going to submit music. I want the listeners out there, submit your music. Because if you're in a band and you were influenced by one of these albums or artists and you want your music featured on The 500, send us your song to 500podcast at gmail.com. And make sure you put the album and artist that influenced you in the subject line next week is MC5 Week with their 1970 album Back in the USA. So y'all got some homework to do. Keep it fleecy. Listen on Spotify. Live the Cadougal. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Next Chapter Podcasts